Welcome to The F Word, a series of frank, honest and informative podcasts on one of today's conversational taboos, finance. See what we did there? If you're someone like me who dreads thinking about long-term financial planning but loves to make plans for the future, is too afraid to ask obvious questions about money and needs a financial kickstart, then join me as I start on my own adventure to address the F word and use it to better my life with confidence. I'm Emma Waddingham, editor of Legal News Wales, and in each episode, I'll be joined by a series of guests and our partner, RBC Bryn Dolphin, who will help me and you navigate finance. We'll explore why we don't talk about it enough, what on earth the current economic climate means to the vast majority, and how to take full control of your life and let money work hard for you, whatever your age, gender, income or mindset. I'm here to ask the stupid questions for you and make sure the conversations are down to earth, realistic and fun. If you missed an episode, don't worry. They're available to stream or download from LegalNewsWales.com, where you will also find helpful links and resources. So welcome to today's podcast. Today we're going to talk about what the F, what is going on with the economy um, and what does that mean for my money? What does it mean for my savings? Um, but more importantly, my life plans. Uh, my name's Emma Waddingham. I'm editor of Legal News Wales. And joining me today are two people who I rely on to make sense of my money. Geraint Hampson-Jones, Senior Investment Manager and Head of Office at RBC Dolphin Wales, based in Cardiff. And Greg Tate, Assistant Director Director and financial planner again at RBC Bryn Dolphins Cardiff office. Hello to you both. Good morning, Emma. Good morning, Emma. Good morning. Um, today hasn't started well for me. I've already thrown hot coffee all over myself. Thankfully, no serious burns. Um, but it kind of is in line with the topic of conversation. It's not. It's not necessarily the greatest one. Uh, we're going to talk about the economy uh, in the UK at the moment. Um, how are you both? Because you're probably inundated with phone calls from clients right now. We're good, thank you. Um, it's slightly different for me. We have different roles, different disciplines. So I'm financial planning. I'm looking at a plan and a long-term average return for my clients. Geraint's got the immediate issue of the markets and what are they doing. Um, mm. So from my perspective, I've got lots of clients having a number of phone calls, but uh, you'll remember in a different podcast, I likened um, my financial plan to going back and checking my front doors locked mm. once I've got two minutes on the road. That's exactly where I am with my clients, with our clients as a financial planner. There's a little bit of concern. What's that mean for me? Mm-hmm. For most, in fact, for all of them so far, it's not a huge change. Mm-hmm. This capacity is built in for this type of event. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm good. I'm happy. My clients are very happy as well. Different issues for Geraint. Okay, John, tell me more. I think from our perspective as investment managers, we're keeping a really close eye on things. So mm-hmm. we're, we're looking at uh, markets and how they're reacting on a day-to-day basis. Um, we're looking at changes that we need to make because the, the risk or the uh, outlook for a company has changed, but also then opportunities. And there are plenty of them uh, potentially at the moment. Um, there are areas that we haven't invested in for 15 years that are mm-hmm. suddenly back on the agenda again. So there are a combination of different things uh, um, caution and optimism at the same time. Okay, that's really interesting because obviously as a, as a lay person, I'm getting sucked into the headlines and the fears and the worries. Um, and it will come back to um, those that have a plan and Greg's our man with a plan um, and the opportunities for them in a minute. But, um, you know, what, Garrett, what's going on? What's going on with the economy right now? 
Well, uh, it's hard to it's hard to summarise that into one specific thing because the reality is it's a number of different factors that have been combined that are, have got us to this this stage essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the three main areas of concern at the moment are inflation, uh, monetary policy, so i.e., how we're going to tackle um, particularly inflation, and then global growth, uh, not only now but in the future. And this has all really started from the beginning of this year. Yeah, we entered this year full of optimism, really, about what the year would, would bring. Markets had been good uh, up until this point, and we were anticipating that that would continue. Mm. Yes, we would see inflation um, sort of increase and, and rise, but that it would gradually fall back as the year progressed. Clearly, geopolitical events have had a huge impact on the year, and, and unexpectedly so. Mm. Yeah, we've had uh, the war in Ukraine, and its ongoing impact. And then we look at things like uh, the zero COVID policy in China at the very beginning of this year as well, mm. keeping uh, the cost of transportation, particularly goods and manufacture of goods, uh, high as a result. That's now built as the year has gone on. We've um, come to a cost of living crisis. Um, and then uh, more, more recently, uh, policy decisions by the new government have also impacted on on markets here in the United Kingdom. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we're not here to talk about the politics. That's not our remit. Absolutely not. <laughs> but we can talk about the impact of, of the decisions that have been made and that we know about. Um, I, mean, I was reading something yesterday, actually, on, um, you know, kind of recession and what it all means at the moment. That word's been banded around this week, hasn't it? Um, and, and obviously, during COVID, we were coming into a bit of a recession. And it, But it's different this time. It just seems a little bit more agitated in the press and, and you know, that's kind of giving rise to some fears, I think. Yes, and I think that is feeding on a sense of uncertainty wholeheartedly. You know, we have a number of, as I said, so many different factors. And yeah, I've been investment manager for over 15 years. And usually there are one or two aspects that um, would be a cause for concern. But when you look at how everything now is so interlinked globally, Mm. small changes or even big changes have a knock-on effect and these continue to be felt. Um, And so it's a matter for us of unpicking those, seeing what is the most likely course of action and what potentially will happen and then seeing how that will impact not only on clients' portfolios, but again, going back to where those opportunities may, may lie. Excellent. And of course, you know, we could talk about what might happen in the future and what the detail means for lots of different kind of intricate areas of investment and and financial planning. And I know um, that there will be people that are interested in that. And I would definitely advise them to to obviously pick up the phone to you. Uh, We're not going to do that in this podcast. (laughs) You might well be relieved to know. Um, But happy to do a podcast on on guilts and all sorts. Um, But, but, you know, so so Greg, what are your clients concerned about when they phone? What, what, What kind of conversations are you having? Um, I, th- I think the same as you, that the, the press amplifies what's going on, potentially makes it sound worse than it is or possibly makes it sound worse than it is. Mm. So their immediate concerns are, well, the market's down. How is that affecting my financial plan? How, you know, what is the impact on me? Do I need to change what my plans are? Can I finish work when I want to? Can I go on a holiday once I've retired? It's, it's questions like that. So it's a question of revisiting the plan and having a conversation, just having people mm. look a bit more at ease because it is uh, amplified in the media. But once people understand exactly what it means for them, once people understand exactly what it means for them, then I think they're, they're, they're quite happy because for most of our clients, I say for all of our clients so far really, 
there's not been a huge change. Mm. We run plans, we run capacity for loss estimates. You know, what can you withstand within your long-term plan? And we review every year. Yeah. So changes, small changes happen ongoing, but generally people are on course. And once they've had a chat with us, we're pretty happy with the situation. So yeah. With all this turbulence, what, what decisions, how do we make decisions in this kind of environment? Okay, there's a couple of ways to talk about that. The first is, um, in a previous podcast, I mentioned getting two minutes down the road and then going back home and lock, checking the doors locked. Mm. For those clients with the plan, that's exactly where we are. Okay, is that refresh? Where are we? Is there an impact on the plan? Do we need to make any decisions? So mm-hmm. Garrett and I sat down with two different clients yesterday. Both have questions about the markets, how does it impact them, as would be expected. Both have got contingency and both are free to retire. Well, one has retired and the other one can retire when he wants mm-hmm. to do exactly as, as they please. In terms of decision-making, I would liken this to Star Wars. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> and a new hope. Okay, remember in Star Wars where they're flying the X-Wing, the X-Wing fighters? Yeah. And they're trying to blow up the Death Star. It's something I watch regularly. Right, okay, yeah. right. <laughs> and everyone's getting picked off as they fly down this tunnel thing to try and shoot the Death Star right at the end. And those, those are the people making panicky decisions uh, okay. about the financial plan. But if you want to be Luke Skywalker, get to the end and blow up the Death Star, retire when you'd like, then you've just got to hold the course. Don't make any change. Just carry, as you, carry on as you are. Sit down with your planner. Have a conversation. Understand what the implications are, mm-hmm. if any. Usually, you should have some contingency built in. So there'll be things like capacity for loss. So what kind of loss can you withstand mm-hmm. in any environment to make sure your plan is still on course? That's where we are. That's the, that's the, the conversations that we're having. Absolutely. As long as you don't lose a whole wing off that ship. Well, uh, don't get, <laughs> do not get blown up by the evil empire. I'm glad that analogy worked out really well for you, Greg. <laughs> it's a new one on me, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I think, yeah, what Greg is saying is right. You know, where we come to periods like this, they, they do clearly uh, are worrying environments you know we've got a huge amount going on at the moment and you know that uncertainty particularly where uh, globally or uh, economically and politically it feels uncertain just builds uh, really to to a crescendo and that's where we're seeing things absolutely and, and that goes back again to what we've said before which is you know we've all got life plans we want to get on with life um, and but for those that have a plan in place a financial plan in place you know, it's easier for them to know if that is the right move right now or where to put you know for example do we take that mortgage out do we put cash into that that house purchase or do we put it somewhere else absolutely i think that's where having good communication with your advisors is really key you know where you have have those decisions to be made you're reaching out to them and saying and explaining what your situation is mm-hmm. and um, what you anticipate happening in the next one three five years then your advisor is is far better placed to be able to give that advice to you about mm-hmm. how you should move forward um, it won't be a huge surprise to anybody I'm sure listening to this podcast you know having seen interest rates rise and um, people needing to renew mortgages mm-hmm. you're understanding and quite the impact is going to be for some um, is uh, the first time they've had to make this decision for a generation they've never seen interest rates rise mm. at all let alone this quickly and so clearly that then feeds into that period of un- or that feeling of uncertainty yeah and, and and you are you know you're experts in this you're used to seeing markets go up and down and, and different political policies impact things and you know it's difficult to say do, do your clients often say to you well what, what about next year 
Should I wait till next year? And, and how do you kind of give confidence to somebody um, in that situation? Yeah, I think going back to a previous podcast, Colin Ellis said it, the best time to, to do any planning is when you're 21. And if you're already past 21, then it's today. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, with what, the way we plan is we'll typically we'll use um, cash flow forecasting for clients. So if there's going to be a change in expenditure, mm-hmm. let's just say cost of living crisis, so the heating bill's gone through the roof, so then a mortgage, the mortgage rate's being redone, so the mortgage costs increase. Well, what does that mean for me? Mm. Well, if you put that into the cash flow, it demonstrates what projections will change to. So you can make decisions to adjust to that, yeah. whether it's saving less for a period of time, whether it's carrying on as you are, whether it's making adjustments to lifestyle. It's the, the worst, we said before, I think the worst thing is to worry about it and not take any action. Mm. So have that conversation review your cash flow forecasting. Does that mean a change is required? If it is, we can make a change. If not, you're more comfortable and we can carry on. Yeah, it's really interesting seeing that modelling as well. It kind of, it brings it all home, doesn't it, as to where, where your money's going. And, and also, the, well, actually, I'm not as bad as I thought I was, I should think, in some cases. That, that's the dream, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and it is. And, and you know, one of the things we ensure with clients is that they have that rainy day fund. So if the boiler goes or if they have mm. to raise money quickly, that they have that accessible pool there. Because when periods are tough for markets, your withdrawing money at at this point may not necessarily be the best decision and relying on your savings might be and again it comes back to that dialogue with your your advisor to to know what you should then then do i think it's really also important to understand and remember that often when you're looking at investment these are for the for the longer term mm. we aren't talking three five years we're talking often 10 20 30 years and then when you look at where um, markets and how resilient they are over a period of time even the most traumatic of financial events can look like a blip yeah. during those periods so yeah when you know, we have charts going back to the 19 to 1900s and then looking at the first world war but then the post-war boom the oil crisis black monday mm. the tech boom the global financial crisis yes. there are so many events contained there within there but if you have stayed the course then your returns over that period of time are very, very good. That's a really good point. And I'm going to touch now upon um, some of the opportunities because there will be people sitting here, like my other half's one of them going, hey, <laughs> this is a good time to do some some investment, buying some shares. Or what, what, what kind of opportunities for people that have a plan? What are the opportunities right now for them, potentially? That it, I'd love to say that that was a really simple question, <laughs> but it really depends. We're all taking notes. Yeah, it, it really depends on what you're looking to achieve and what that money is there, therefore designed to do. So if, for example, it's there to be invested for your children or your grandchildren, then going back to Greg's point around time horizon and your capacity for loss, mm-hmm. that's potentially a lot larger. So you can afford to take more risk. Mm-hmm. If it is for your retirement in 10 years, then potentially you're looking at a different area to be investing in mm-hmm. and therefore different opportunities. So it really is looking at what you're looking to achieve and then looking at the opportunities. Mm. Um, just looking at the market is almost putting the cart before the horse to a certain extent and blindly looking at um, what what seemingly bargained potentially yeah. would be the wrong approach, I would argue. Yeah, that's a really, really useful point, isn't it? It's not just seeing that kind of instant get rich quick moment, which, you know, there's no guarantee that that would happen anyway, isn't there? So, yeah. Yeah, and one of the messages we've been giving to our clients over the last few weeks as well is that this is this is not new. 
the, the actual headline might be new in terms of what's causing the volatility in the market, but the market has been volatile and it does do this periodically ongoing. So in terms of staying the course, because this is part of the journey you need to, but also in terms of opportunity, entering the market is, can be counterintuitive because when people are running away, the instinct is to run with them. And when people are running towards it, because mm-hmm. it's been successful, the, 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 you know, the, what people do is they follow the herd. Whereas if I make a really simple analogy now, if you're making ongoing pension contributions into your group pension or into a personal pension for future retirement, you're buying in a sale environment. Mm-hmm. So you're buying more for your money now than you were previously. Okay. So it, so it, it doesn't even have to it doesn't have to be complicated or too clever. It can't be that simple. Yeah. Now is a good time to make those pension contributions. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. But something that we've seen a lot of people will be worried about pensions, and there's a lot of fear over pensions right now. So so Greg, what is going on with pensions, and who should be worried? Okay. I've had an email to that effect from a, from a client as well. Because um, there's there's a lot of news about pension schemes essentially falling over and not being able to give people what they what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. I think the the current issue is related to the gilt market and specifically certain pension schemes. So if you've got a personal pension or a group personal pension, this is not specific for you. This is an issue for final salary or defined benefit pension schemes. And even then, it's not all final salary or defined benefit pension schemes. It's just those schemes that are funded. So, for example, a lot of public sector schemes are not funded. They're, they're pay-as-you-go, much like the state pension. So, they, so we've tried to narrow down there who might be impacted. If you think you are in a final salary scheme and you are impacted, the best thing to do would be to speak to your financial planner, if you have one. If you don't have a financial planner, you can speak to the scheme and you should be able to understand from the scheme whether you are impacted or not. The whole caveat to that would be that this is potentially a short-term temporary situation and not an absolute situation as the press would have you believe so back to previous messages speak to an expert either your financial planner or the pension scheme to understand what position you're in and therefore whether you need to take any action i'd just add to that as well you know volatility is entirely normal you know so we do see fluctuations yes they feel uncomfortable every time it happens but yes that volatility through those different periods are normal and I think, you know, the most important thing to remember is the sort of time in the market, not timing the market. Mm. And that, you know, the dangers of trying to time the market mean that, you know, if you miss uh, the best five days, the best 15 days, or even the best 25 days, then the impact on the return potential um, is is quite traumatic. Mm-hmm. And often the, um, the best days follow the worst days okay, yeah. and so you know, if you're looking to be exact and and essentially call that bottom it's almost a fool's errand I'd argue that that would be luck rather than judgment yeah, yeah absolutely we always say that in life don't we you know good follows the bad and let's kind of ride out the tough times and and and, and the better ones will come along and we have seen that you know with I think it's not just about the economy isn't it? it's all the effects on society and the way that we're living now I think that's where this whole kind of store maelstrom is 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 really kind of taking over in the press so it's really useful to know and it's also good that you are not sitting in your office in the way that I was this morning with my hands in the air going ah uh, you know it all sounds very calm and steady which is you know it's what you want to hear from financial experts so I'm really pleased to hear that we're all calm and steady unless we're watching the football
Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, again, I think that's politics, isn't it? That's one of those things we're going to put on the table there, Greg, but thank you. Um, so, so what's your advice right now? What would your advice be for anyone listening and particularly, obviously, those that don't yet have a plan? Yeah, I, I, just to reiterate the point, again, the, the point that Colin made previously is that if you're 21, start now. And if you're not 21, start now. Um, <laughs> Unless you take action, you're not going to know what the answers are going to be. So you've got to sit down with somebody, have the right questions asked of you, mm. ask the questions that you need of that person as well. So you know, this is what I need, what do I need to do about it, mm-hmm. and, and start. Yeah. My mum always used to say to me, manana, because I think I was a bit lazy. I'd never tidy the bedroom. But, you know, in terms of financial planning, you can't afford to be like that. You can always tidy your bedroom tomorrow. But yeah. financial planning, you can never be too soon, but you could be, you could leave it too late. And there's never a wrong time as well, just because of the volatility at the moment and the worry. It doesn't mean that you can shelve looking at your finances. I suppose that's another strong message. No, again, unless we just given that this is normal. The headlines are different, so it feels different. You know, there's there's issues going on in Ukraine, so you know that that can feel quite scary. Mm. But volatility is, is part of the course. Okay. So just the headlines are different, but carry on. Thank you. As investment managers, we buy on fear and sell on confidence. And generally, you know, if we're having a conversation with friends or family down the pub and they're giving us stock tips, that's when we, we're looking to sell because there is too much confidence. Um, and you know, we, we then get concerned. Um, and arguably at the moment, that's the opposite. Mm. Yeah, there's a huge amount of fear. Markets are lower or significantly lower in some cases than they were at the beginning of this year. And therefore, well, that potentially does present an opportunity. Yeah, and discipline and removing the emotion from any decision. Mm. That, that's what we, that's you know a big part of what we'll do yeah. for you. So you don't get carried away. You're not making knee-jerk decisions, potentially the wrong decisions based on emotion. It's about right. What 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 are the facts? Therefore, what decisions do we need to make? Yeah. Okay, so um, so if I'm going to ask you for your top kind of summary points then of our, our chat about the economy, Greg, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to steal one from Geraint. So this is this is normal market behaviour. The headlines might be different, but this is this is standard market action. Excellent, Geraint. Greg's just stolen it. Um, <laughs> you, I, you take kids. I know there's I'd, some more in the pot. I'd say just yeah, don't panic. Yeah, these are as Greg said. Even though it feels uncertain, then it is about keeping the course. It is about looking at. Um, what you're looking to achieve now and in the future Mm. and therefore um, yes it will continue to feel uncertain for probably a period of time but there will be light at the end of that tunnel so so to to, to reiterate that is if you've got a plan but you are concerned speak to your planners speak to your advisors and just review where you are and I'm sure you'll be better than you think you are and if you don't have a plan now's as good a time as any as ever, we have lots of signposting back to RBC Bruin Dolphin uh, with a team uh, based in Wales at the Cardiff office. Um, of course, you know, it's all about building a relationship with your planner. There's plenty of people there to, to just have a little chat with. I think it's, it's really worth um, picking up the phone or perhaps popping into the office. Uh, they do a good cup of coffee, I can guarantee. Um, and, um, and of course, there will be links as well to further information and to our previous episodes. So don't worry if you missed one. You can download them uh, or stream them live uh, from Spotify, from iTunes, from all your favourite podcasting apps. Okay, so I'd like to thank you both for your time today and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Emma. If you missed an episode, don't worry. They're available to stream or download from LegalNewsWales.com where you will also find helpful links and resources.